0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber, and I'm going to be your host today. Uh, We're looking in on the Feast of Tabernacles. uh, Our last podcast, we were speaking into that, and uh, we were looking at some of the different areas in Scripture. Uh, For instance, we got down to talking about Peter in Acts chapter 10, where he is at Simon the Tanner's house, where he was on the roof of the house. Well, actually, the reason he was on that roof is because he was celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles. He would went up and built a little booth on top of the house, and that was very common during that era. And uh, it was a harvest time, and it was a celebration time is what it was. Uh, In our application today, uh, in the New Covenant, as far as how this feast can be relevant to us, is that this feast in Tabernacles, it's where they were taking it to the streets. And, you know, I believe with all my heart, we're in a great harvest time right now for the church. Matter of fact, I believe uh, we're about to see the greatest harvest that we've seen in my lifetime. And I'm 62 years old and been preaching the gospel for about 40 years now. So uh, I've seen a lot over the years, but, and I've seen different times of, of the move of God in uh, different ways but i believe right now that we're about to see an unprecedented gathering of souls into the kingdom of god and i think that correlates with the feast of tabernacles it's it's the time of gathering it's final harvest is what it is in the seventh month and uh I told you in last podcast that tabernacles throughout the Scripture, uh, in the, especially in the Old Covenant, it was spoken of the Feast of Ingathering, the Feast, the Solemn Feast. It was also spoken of the Feast of the Seventh Month or the Feast of Booths. And uh, we talked about how in the last podcast that Peter had to deal with a lot of things when the Lord wanted to send him to Cornelius' house. Uh, he, had, he had to deal with elitism. He had to deal with prejudice in his own heart. He had to deal with... Being obedient to what God told him to do, and uh, that's basically where we got down to in the last podcast, so let's jump in today and uh, go a little further with this. In, in this feast, what they were gathering in their harvest was the corn, the oil, and the wine, uh, and these things are, I think, signify or typify. Uh, corn, in other words, represents the Word of God. Wine would be a type of the joy of the Lord. And the oil would represent the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So, in this in this season, I believe in relevance for the New Covenant today, uh, we're having a great harvest of the Word of God, of the joy of the Lord being restored uh, to the church. And of course, when it gets re- any of these things are restored to the church, how many of you know that these things get released in the earth? And of course, the oil is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You know, when you look back, when I think of the Holy Ghost, my mind always runs back to Pentecost because that was where that was poured out during that feast. But you remember Pentecost was the harvest of first fruits. When this harvest is happening, this is tabernacle harvest was the harvest of the final fruits. Now, they had barley harvest and they had wheat harvest that would take place. The barley harvest it speaks of represents the Jewish people when the Jews were being brought in. The wheat harvest represents the Gentiles that were being brought in. You remember Jesus when he he said that he's going to the Jews first. Well, that's the barley harvest, the first harvest. And then the cities of the Gentiles is where he was going to go. And, of course, that's the wheat uh, to where that was taking place. So, you know, God's kingdom is ever-expanding. I believe his kingdom came 2,000 years ago when Jesus... Uh, after his death, burial, and resurrection, his kingdom came, and it's been coming ever since. And we're seeing it in a greater way as we walk out the things of the Lord. Uh, The Feast of Ingathering speaks really of a harvest of converts that's going to come out of every kindred, every tribe, every uh, tongue, out of every nation. Uh, And in John 12 and 24, very familiar scripture, but what we're speaking about here that really makes so much more sense uh, when we read it, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now how many of you know Jesus was the good seed that the Father planted in this earth? And all of us that have already came in and those still in the field, uh, together represent that harvest that's to be gathered in. It had to have a planting before they could be a reaping, or they had to be a sowing before they could be a reaping take place. And Jesus was that good seed sown into the earth. And we're the fruit of that. And those that right now, you know, we talk about a lot of pastors you hear talk about, you know, we're always talking to our congregation about being a witness and bringing people into the house of God. Uh, this is what this is about, guys. I mean, Jesus started something uh, by being planted, and we're the fruit of, of that that's taken place. And now we become a part because we're the body of Christ. In other words, we're the body of the anointing of the Lord. And we become just like Jesus was in this earth. You know, we're, we're the Jesus they see today. <laughs> today uh, we, we're His hands. We're His feet. We're His mouth that speak on his behalf and we have great news to tell everybody about so we can be a part of the of the reapers that are bringing in this great harvest. Uh, James 1 and 18 said this, Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. And if you go on down to chapter 5 in James in verse 7, it says this, Be patient therefore, brethren, Unto the coming of the Lord, behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and the latter rains. And I believe this. I believe the early rains were a type of the early church. I believe the latter rain is a type of this church today. You know that it's speaking of, and in Scripture, rain was always the type of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, or even the revelation of the Apostles' doctrine. That was the rain that was coming forth. And uh, if you look back in history, back in uh, 19, early 1900s, uh, many were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. But church history tells us that since the outpouring of the Holy Ghost at Azusa Street with Charles Parham and William Seymour, and listen to this, that was a white man, and a black man. They were both ministers working together in in about 1900, and millions uh, have been receiving the Holy Ghost ever since then. They had such an outpouring during that time. It, it, I mean, history speaks about uh, what a phenomenon that was. And even in the things uh, that we talked about with Peter, things that he had to overcome to bring Cornelius in into the house of God and all those that were at Cornelius' house. You remember after they preached to him, the Holy Ghost fell on them. They spake speaking with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then after that, Peter said, you know, uh, why why not baptize them now? You know, seeing the Lord's acceptance and not made a difference between us and them. Well, how many of you know, I think Charles Perrim and William Seymour had to deal with the same kind of things during that generation because of the prejudice and racism and all the other things that was going on. You know, in Christ, there's neither male nor female. There's not Jew or Greek. And I would even say this, there's no race. Amen? We're the the race. We are all one race uh, under the grace of God. We're all one people. and. I'm sure Charles Parham and William Seymour had to overcome that during that time for this move of God to take place. You remember Psalm 33 said it, it's in a, it's in unity that the Lord commanded the blessing to be there. When we flow in unity, we see the power of God begin to move among us. We see God move in unprecedented ways. Amen. That's that's I'm telling you. I don't even know where you go to church if you do go to church, but if you do. Man, get in there with God and and get in there and work with your pastor uh, to let this kingdom message go forth. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have to stop here for today, but uh, we'll pick the rest of this up in the next podcast and go a little further. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a great day. God bless you.